0: In this podcast, Pam Paget tells about an experience she had at her non-denominational church group in Oklahoma. Although the singles group had rejected her because she spoke scripture to three of the people in the group, the whole group rejected her. She had noticed, though, that some new people had entered the group and they were going on a ministry trip, the singles class and you could sign up to go with them. So here is Pam's story about this ministry trip. Pam says, I continued attending the Sunday morning service at Metro Church. Since those in the singles group obviously wanted nothing to do with me, I simply sat by myself near the back of the auditorium. If you want to hear the details of this story, you can read it in chapter 11, or go back to the podcast, the previous podcast. It was puzzling to me, says Pam, that those in the singles group turned from me because I had shared what we are told in the Bible about adultery when a divorced woman remarries and about adultery when a man marries a divorced woman. The scriptures on this are romans 7 2 and 3 for the woman which hasn't husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth but if the husband be dead she is loosed from the law of her husband now some people will say well we don't go by the law in the new testament church this is romans a new testament scripture which Paul is speaking to the New Testament church under the inspiration of God. We do go by the rules, the law of God, when it is presented in the New Testament. Back to Romans chapter 7. So then if, while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress, but if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Matthew five thirty-two. Jesus is going to tell the men that if they marry a divorced woman, they commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife. Saving for the cause of fornication causeth her to commit adultery. Once again, we see that the divorced woman commits adultery when she marries another man with a living husband. She commits adultery. Even if it was her previous husband who divorced her when she was a faithful wife, she commits adultery. But we also see that that husband will be the cause of her adultery because he divorced a faithful wife. And then Jesus says, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. So we have both the divorced woman committing adultery if she remarries, and the man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery according to Jesus as printed in the New Testament Bible. Pam says these people in the singles class carried bibles and attended church but they really didn't care about scripture what god has said and this is antichrist that's exactly correct antichrist is a falling away church is falling away from scripture pam continues after several months i noticed that there were new people sitting in the auditorium in the areas where the singles group sat together. When an, an announcement was made that the singles group was going on a bus trip to minister to people at a church in Guymon, Oklahoma, I saw this as an opportunity to meet these new people in the singles group. There was a very strong desire in me to be around people of God. That's because Pam is the elect of God. For any of us who are the elect of God, there is this strong desire to be around people of God and we think that by going to church, we are going to find people of God. That's a normal assumption that should be happening. But everything we have found does not show us that that's where you are going to be finding people who love the Bible. You'll find some. There was a church in Sardis in Revelation 3, and they were terrible. And Jesus says, but even in Sardis, there are some who are worthy. So you'll probably find some, even if the church is absolutely horrible, as this church was in um, Oklahoma where Pam lived. So she says there was a very strong desire in me to be around people of God and I convinced myself that surely these new people in the singles class wouldn't be like those who had previously been in the singles class. So I signed up to go on this trip and I went to the church parking lot at the appointed day and time. In the parking lot, were school buses, like those yellow school buses, non-air-conditioned, rough-riding school buses for a -a four-and-a-half-hour trip one way. They were going all the way across the state of Oklahoma to the Oklahoma Panhandle. And this was in September, a hot time of year in Oklahoma. To make matters even worse, I tend to get motion sickness on buses. Let me just state that in Matthew chapter 11, verse 30, we read, God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if we do have an idea to do something and we run into something like this, We can measure, is this the will of God, by that scripture. God's yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Pam said, but I boarded one of the buses and looked at the faces of the people already on the bus. I was expecting to see friendly-looking people. This is a church trip, but that was not the case. No one acknowledged me in any way. I found an empty seat and sat down, and then I turned to those around me to say hello. But they were focused only on the people they already knew, and they were not at all interested in speaking with me. I noticed a woman sitting a few seats behind me who was obviously crying. Tears welled up in her eyes and dripped down her face. Although it was clear this woman was quite upset, the people around her ignored her. No one showed any care or concern toward her at all. I started to go talk with her, but just then someone else sat down in the seat next to her. After being on the bus for four and a half hours with little communication with anyone else, we arrived in Gaiman. People at the church in Gaiman had volunteered to let us stay with them in their homes. As we got off the buses, we were assigned two homes where we were to spend the night. A woman from the Gaiman church, who was a widow, and whose children were grown and no longer living at her home, had offered to let three of us stay with her. I was assigned to her home along with the woman who had been crying on the bus, Linda, and one other woman. I found out later that Linda had been crying because of how she had been treated by some of the other people on the bus. The woman who opened her home to us had made nice preparations for us and was very welcoming. Both Linda and I expressed appreciation to her and visited with her during the evening. But the third woman from the singles group who was staying with us was openly angry because she had been separated from her friends in the singles class. She would hardly speak to any of us. She went to her room and shut the door and did not come out. I was very embarrassed because of her rudeness that she showed to the woman who had opened her home to us. Now we're going to get to the ministry trip. The next morning, we all met at the Guyman Church. I asked one of the men who was in charge of the trip what we were to do to minister. But he didn't have an answer. These are people who went on a ministry trip, and they have not been prepared in advance concerning what they are to minister or how they're to minister. And Pam says it turned out that we just sang a couple of songs during the service. This wasn't even a choir. This was a singles group. They obviously had no preparation ahead of time on the songs they were going to sing. After the service was over, we got back on the bus and started the four-and-a-half-hour trip back to the metro Church parking lot. The trip back was more pleasant for me since I now knew Linda and we sat together on the bus and visited. We continued as friends for many years until she died. Overall, however, this trip was shocking and sad to me. I had looked forward to being around people of God but found only one person. I could even talk to out of three buses filled with church people, or people who were supposed to be church, going on a ministry trip. The rudeness and lack of common courtesy shown by the people calling themselves Christians was especially sad to me. I have experienced this kind of thing before in churches in the sense of Ministers perverting scriptures. And when I went to them, they showed no repentance at all. They just became angry at me. That's Antichrist. It was years later. It was in 2017 that God first showed me that these are Antichrist people, not Christians. They are people going into the guise of Christians, calling themselves the church. But these are Antichrist churches. And in the end times, Paul tells us Jesus can't return for the church until there is this falling away from scriptures and Antichrist moves into the church. Back to Pam's story. The rudeness and lack of common courtesy shown by the people calling themselves Christians was especially sad to me. Their behavior was far worse than anything I have seen in secular settings. There was no evidence of caring about things of God or the people of God. There were no fruits of the Spirit of God. The fruit of the Spirit of God is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. This trip was a religious-sounding work Authored by man and not by God. In Matthew 7, verses 22 23, Jesus says, Many will say to me in that day, in that day of judgment, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. That's Matthew 7 23. Then Pam says, It's incredible that we went nearly 300 miles with no idea of what we were to do when we arrived at the ministry site. Like many works which man devises, this trip was hard and futile, whereas God's yoke is easy. Matthew 11.30, Jesus says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Also, I would say that when you're doing something of God or when you're just doing something as a person who's the elect of God it's the Holy Spirit that rises up in you to speak that is real ministry because the Holy Spirit will show you what to say and what to do this was just an extremely fleshly plan set forth by someone in a church Pam says I made no more attempts to participate in in any singles group activities. If we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we read this statement. For what fellowship hath light with darkness? And that concludes Pam's story from chapter 12. Chapter 13 will be presented tomorrow. It's an extraordinary event of God speaking to Pam at a church meeting. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.